Hey everybody, I'm so glad you came this morning. My name's Paul, and I'm one of the pastors here at Mariner's Church. And it just means a ton that you tuned in and you're checking us out for our Easter service. Right here is a door, in case you have not noticed. And no, we are not going to reenact Monsters, Inc. or anything like that. But in the next few minutes, and for the next few minutes, we are going to be talking about doors, and even doors in our lives. Now, the Bible tells us that after Jesus was crucified, one of his followers offered to put the body of Jesus in his own tomb. And so they put the body of Jesus in the tomb, and they closed the door on the tomb, just like this is closed. But the officials, really what they wanted to do is they wanted to make sure that the whole controversy about Jesus was done. And so what they did was they actually took a seal and they put it across the door of the tomb, something like this. And that meant it was illegal for anybody to break the seal of the tomb and uh, they posted a couple macho type guards right there as well. And the idea was that this whole thing with Jesus was over with. It, 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 it was done. You know, the threats to the religious establishment, that was going to be gone. The excitement over who Jesus was, they thought that's going to be over with. The teaching which helped people, let's just get rid of that as well. It's, it's done. It's, it's sealed in a tomb. It's all behind this door. Now, people were eyewitnesses of Jesus' life and his teachings, and, and journalists of the day wrote this stuff down, and historians sorted out what was written, and all of them agreed that on the third day, on what we would call Resurrection Sunday, or Easter Sunday, actually Jesus just kind of just blew through, blew through this tomb door and, and was alive. He came out, opened the door, and, and he, he, was, he was free. And many people in America, they believe that, well, something happened here. And you probably are wondering, well, what if he did rise from the dead? What, what's the point? I mean, what's the purpose? What does all of this really accomplish? And, and I kind of want to take a few minutes and, and talk about the so what. I mean, the so what about this whole thing. Somebody who was a follower of Jesus wrote this, and this is in the Bible. He says this, I want to know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. And, and you almost want to ask the question, I do ask the question, what do you mean power of his resurrection? What, what does him coming through and leaving the tomb empty, what does that really have to do with me? I mean, what kind of power is really there for us in the resurrection. And so we're going to use this door and we're going to let it symbolize the different doors in our lives. And these will be doors to certain challenges we have. And we want to see how Easter and the resurrection power can really make a difference in your life. So let's look at the door now in a little bit different way if, if we can. Now, now, I put a mirror on it. See the mirror that's, that's right there? And, and if I were to go up to this mirror, I would, I would look at it and I would see, ooh, a little bit of breakfast um, is there, but let's not bother with that right now. Let's look at it as being um, the door of identity. How about that? Because when you look in a mirror, you, you see yourself, your identity. And when we look at a mirror, really, we all know we don't just see our faces. If we pause and look at the mirror for just a moment, we will realize 
this is who we are. Maybe sometimes we'll see, this is who I have become. It becomes our self-image. And um, if you're like most people, your self-image can be pretty damaged. It's the question of what do you think of yourself? And I, I connect with a lot of people, and I know a lot of people who, boy, they look great on the outside. They're talented, and they're incredibly gifted. But on the inside, on the inside, man, you got beat up pretty bad. I mean, it was hard growing up, and it left scars on the inside. Middle school, it was this, and high school, it was that. You just feel terrible about yourself. And so while you can look in the mirror and everything might kind of look you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good, what you see is not just your face, but you see all of what you think you have become or all of what maybe you think others think about you and oftentimes that's not very good. And I know people who have made bad choices in life and they now believe that those choices in life define them. And they've actually stuck labels on themselves. So when, when they look in the mirror, or maybe when you look in the mirror, you see the label, not who you really are. And so the question can really be, you know, who are you? And whose voice do you listen to to define who you really are? And the Bible is very, very clear, and this is why I love what the Bible says, it's very clear that part of the power of the resurrection is that you and I can become new, new people. Kind of start all over again. This is what the Bible says. In talking about the resurrection, it says this. What this means is that those who become Christ followers become new persons. They're not the same anymore. The old is gone. A new life has begun. And a change in you and a change in me, that is part of the power of the resurrection that he's talking about. And, and sometimes we need to know that we're treasured, of the, treasured people of the Most High God. Not just what they talked about you or said about you in high school. Not just the result of your resume. Who you really are is, as we sung a few moments ago, and we are, we are children of the Most High God. I am who God says that I am. Jesus died for you, and so you don't need to earn anyone's approval. Now, 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 what would it be like if you could walk up to this door and you could look at yourself and, and you saw what you didn't like, but what would it be like if you could walk up, you could open this door, and you could actually walk through, you know, walk through this door and become a new person? What would that be like if you were to walk through the door of what Jesus did for you and you come out the other side a different person with a different outlook and a different identity or a chance to start, even to start all over again? Okay, let's look at this door a different way if we can. Now, now if you could see up close like I can, you can see that this, this door is not brand new. It's a, it's, a, it's a little dinged up. I mean, it's, it's got some damage done to it. It's got some scratches and scars. Um, it's been chewed up pr pretty bad. And maybe you have kind of gotten dinged up 
in your life. Maybe you've been wronged and kind of dinged up by other people. And I don't know, when you get hurt by somebody else, they can kind of start to eat you alive. People hurt you. They just hurt. And we have dings and scars, maybe because of it. Do you remember the story a few years back um, about the shooting in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania? I mean, it was a school shooting at, at this little Amish school, and, and it just kind of gripped our, our nation. It just, and it just ripped us all apart. Um, a gunman went to the school, and five children ended up dead. And then he turned the gun on himself. It was, it was, it was just one of those nightmares. And the, and the news media, um, they did their thing, and, and they kind of began to go nuts about something that they had really never encountered before. And, and it was the response of the people to the murder of the kids. Now, now, not the general public. It were those parents and that little Amish community. How they were responding to the gunman and to the gunman's wife. Before the sun had set of that very day, um, some of the parents and relatives of the kids went to the home of the wife and she was now the widow of the murderer. And they went into her home, and they told her that they were forgiving her husband, and that they would like to live in peace with her and her children. Then the Amish community established a fund for the children of the killer, and when the killer was buried, they attended his funeral. And the reporters kept saying, I don't understand it. I can't understand this. And so the Amish would sit down patiently day by day, and the reporters would, would ask them questions, and they would tell the reporters that they follow someone named Jesus. And her standard of love is not that you love people who are easy to love, but his standard is to love your enemies. Love those who've done wrong to you. And so all of a sudden, let's make this door the door of forgiveness. Forgiveness of your life. This is what the Bible says. It says this to us. It says, you must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember the Lord Jesus forgave you. So you must forgive others. And, 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 and maybe you've been wrong, and it is just <clears throat> eating you up. And maybe you've been hurt, or maybe you've been betrayed, and you can't let go, and maybe you've been messed, messed at at work or at school, and it's just hanging on. I mean, we live in a small town here on the coast side, and you get in a bad argument with another soccer parent, and chances are you're going to see them at Safeway. You know, what are you going to do? You know, uh-oh, they're down this aisle. I better go down this aisle then, and I sure hope I don't see them in the produce section. Part of the resurrection power is the ability to forgive and let go. I mean, that's kind of the heart of the whole thing. Jesus forgave you on the cross. The Bible says forgive as the Lord forgave you. So in that sense, forgiveness is freedom. And you know that's true. As long as 
you and I don't forgive, we have this thing just on our backs. And what would happen if today, by faith, by faith, you, you opened this door and you believe that on the power of the resurrection of what Jesus did for you, you could forgive somebody. That if you were to walk through this door by passing under this door, you would be saying, I am forgiving this person as hard as it may be. I'm going to just, because Jesus emptied the tomb and forgave me today. Today I'm going to forgive somebody else. What if this were the door of forgiveness and this very day you could forgive that person that hurt you a long time ago and be free? Now, let's look at the door another way, if we can, um, for a second. Uh, put a little chain on there. Um, it's chained up now, and unless your parents or your spouse forced you to watch this broadcast, you're, you're watching freely, I, I would assume. You ate breakfast, breakfast freely, and, and, and you look, for the most part, pretty free. But underneath, it's not so simple, is it? And you know that. Sometimes we get, we get locked up by expectations. You know, sometimes we get locked into bad relationships. Sometimes you get locked into a computer screen late at night and you wonder, why do I keep watching this? And this becomes really all of a sudden the door of destructive behavior. And guess what? We're trapped. We can't get out of it. We've tried. You know, we've tried lots of times. And I know lots of people, when we try, if we could have done it on our own, we would have done it by now. We can't. We're trapped. The great thing about this whole rehab thing, I'm asking any 12-stepper, and the first thing you do is you have to admit that there's a what? A higher power because you can't do it on your own. You cannot trust your finite self to really solve a problem that's beyond you. You have to trust in the power of an infinite God. And the Bible says that there's resurrection power available to help you when you're enslaved to something so that you can actually walk through the door and get freedom on the other side. And again, some of you are saying, man, I'll, I'll, I'll just never break this thing. I'm just destined to live a life like this. You know, just destined to live it here. And I'm saying, by, if by humility and faith, you would ask God. Ask God for his resurrection power to give you a way to finally break through this, to finally get rid of this chain and to say, I'm going to trust you, God. You give me the power today, today, because I'm tired of living that way, that way chained up. God, today I'm going to walk through this door and really break and really break free. Now uh, I'm going to hang this on the door because it's going to symbolize something. Um, it's black and it's going to actually symbolize that which oftentimes creates a whole lot of fear for us. And actually that would, um, 
be a fear for many people and it's the door of death and it's the death and what awaits us on the other side. And in the Bible, there is a great verse about a guy, and, he, and he's he, written by a guy, and he's talking about this whole resurrection thing and what Jesus did, rose from the dead, and, and, and there was lots of points of why he, Jesus did that. But he's thinking about the resurrection of Jesus, and believe it or not, he trash talks death, right there in the Bible. He says this, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Basically saying, you can't touch me anymore. Because just as Jesus blew through that and rose from the dead, when I identify myself and trust Jesus, what he did, I am so connected with Jesus, his resurrection power becomes part of me. And death has no victory over me. Death has no sting. Death, you got, you got nothing. Because the resurrection proves that death isn't the final thing anymore. We come into the new reality of the presence of God. And, and, I, and I have walked, as, as, as in my role as pastor, I have walked with many people to death's door. And some, some are terrified at what's on the other side. Terrified. Paralyzed. And others have such hope and confidence and love for what Jesus did, that they're saying, you know, I'm not afraid. I'm just not afraid to walk through this door because I know this is not all there is. Now, this door can stand for a lot of things. It can stand for uh, our damaged identity, unforgiveness, addictions and habits, fear of death. Jesus said something cool. He said, I am the door. Wow. He even said that. I am the door. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so this door can also then become finally the door of Jesus Christ. And then Jesus would say to us, um, by the way, the door to me, it's wide open. And you can come through. Some people say Christianity is an exclusive faith. It's the most inclusive faith you can possibly find. Because Jesus says, you know what? You come. You come as you are. You come with your failures. You come with your shame. You come with what you did last week. And you still can't believe you did it. You come in repentance. You come in faith. And it becomes a pretty cool door, doesn't it? And it can become a door of invitation. One of the verses that oh, just grabbed me. When I was 19 years old, Jesus, he said this. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. So in a sense, this now becomes the door of my life. Look at that. Scarred and beat up. Chains. But Jesus is on the other side, and he's knocking. And all I have to do, he would say, is open the door of my life to him. 
and enter into a whole new way of living. And he says that the door is open. You can come with your failures, you can come with your, your, with your shame. And we've talked a lot, we've sang a lot about resurrection. And maybe you want to experience it for yourself. And that's really what Easter is all about. In a second, we're going to pray about it. And, and, and maybe, maybe the words that we're going to pray are for you. And then we're going to play a song. And, and you're invited, kind of in your heart and your mind, no matter where you are, to go through this door. I know you can't physically do it. You're watching this at home. But maybe in your mind and your heart is where praying, you're saying, I want to go through this door of Jesus. I want new life. I'm tired of being chained up. I'm tired. I'm tired of the identity that I think I have. I'm tired of being afraid. I'm tired of the habits. I'm tired of unforgiveness. I want new. So in your heart, your mind, or maybe even in your home, you just say as this next song is being played, in symbolism of you wanting to enter into a new life, you might just simply walk through the door, a door in your house. And you would say, by going through this door, I'm declaring myself a follower of Jesus Christ, asking him that when he died on the cross, he took away my sins so that I can be forgiven of that, knowing that he loves me completely, died for me, cares about me absolutely, that this becomes who you are now, a follower of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to invite you now to take a moment and pray with me, and maybe as I'm praying, you want to walk through a door in your house or mentally kind of walk through this door here, but would you pray with me, please? God, I, I need your touch in my life. And today is my time to respond to you like I never have before. And I open up my life to you now, and I ask that you would give me the power to have a new identity, to not worry and be burdened by what people think of me, to not have to look over my shoulder all the time, all the time at what I've done, but that I could have now uh, the identity of being someone who is loved by the Most High God. And today, Father, I want to walk through this door and I'm asking and trusting that you will not only forgive me, but you will help me forgive others and help me to love deeper those in my life, those in my world. And right now, as I walk through this door, I'm asking that you would break the chains that keep me bound to these habits that are just messing me up. And that you would open up new opportunities for me to find those to surround me, to encourage me and help me in this. And to not be ashamed anymore because you love me as I am. Jesus, thank you for your love for us, that you, when you blew through that door of the tomb on Easter Sunday so many years ago, you gave us the ability to live the kind of life that you want us to live. 
And so thank you, God, thank you that you sent your son for us. We love you and thank you for loving us.